Hey, you're listening to the Commander Cookout Podcast. Today we are talking Zatahedron Grinder. This is episode zero. Hit our music. Hey guys, I am Brando. This is here. This is Ryan here with me. Hey guys, what's going down? Today we're going to be talking about Zatahedron Grinder in our flagship episode uh, here at uh, who are we again? Commander Cookout Podcast. If you want to check out the deck list we're talking about today, you can check us out on tappedout.net. Our username is CCO Podcast. There's a bunch of decks there. You want to check those out. We'll probably get to them in the future. Uh, remember to add us to your favorites on your RSS feeds or iTunes once we make it there. And eventually, we're going to have a website to shill here as well because we're shameless that way. But until then, we're going to get right into it with our uh, Zatahedron Grinder conversation, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> Before we do, here, let's... We got we got a couple other things that we wanted to talk about. We had uh, we had a few a few discussions before the show about other things that we've been working on, and maybe this is a little bit of a teaser because we're going to be talking about some some funky off the wall type builds. And Brando was telling me um, about an enduring renewal combo deck that he's looking at. It's going to be ridiculous. And uh, he he says he says four color. I say two color. Uh, could be three color, I guess. Any any is an option now that we got four color generals. But uh, that was one thing uh, we were talking about. Esper Merfolk, essentially a general for or a need- commander for Esper Merfolk. Um, so if anybody, of course, has any ideas, you can hit us up on our tapped out page right now. And the other thing we wanted to talk about is new Marchesa. What's that about? Little Mardu uh, control deck. Every time I look at it, it just turns into a deck to just run Sunforger and all of the best removal in the game. And I don't want to be that guy. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the guy that's like, I'm going to unequip this Sunforger and remove your whole face from the game. I don't want to be that guy. Your whole life from the game. Your whole life. I will remove your life from your body and then we'll have to hide you in the yard. I don't want to <laughs> do that. I don't want to be that guy. So I'm looking for suggestions on that. Uh, we can look at that in a future episode. Um, one of the things we do here is is um, we look at decks on edhrec.com yep. and we try to not build them like that. Exactly. Um, if if the average deck on edhrec.com is, uh, um, what do we call it? Not spicy? Not milky. Milky. Flour. Terrible. <laughs> cooking flour. Yeah. Um, we, we try and do something else. And you're going to see that Zada is a little bit, not like that because if you build Zata not like the list that is generated from edhrec.com, you're going to not have a very good Zata deck and it might as well just be a, a Cranko deck or a, another mono red. Goblin combo deck. Yeah. yeah. Um, and of course there's better options than Zata for, for that kind of stuff. So I guess without further ado, we can get into it. We've got... Uh, me and Brando both have a Zata list here, and we've got them up in front of us, but um, I guess before we get into that, we can say that it is kind of like a combo deck. It's kind of like a storm deck. It's kind, kind of an aggro deck. Kind of like an aggro deck. Um, I mean, you can kind of spice it to taste, and you can you can add a couple extra creatures here or a couple extra instants and sorceries here uh, to give you a little bit of a different deck. Um, but by and large, I mean... It's target Zata with something and go off. Yeah. So let's let's talk about Zata here. Um, she is a goblin ally, 3-3, three, three, 
or red and three. She says, whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell that targets only Zadahedron Grinder, copy that spell for each other creature you control that spell could target. Each of those copies targets a different one of those creatures. So <clears throat> if you had, let's say, uh, what is it, Brute Strength? Brute Strength. Brute Strength. One it's red. giant growth if you're... Yeah, one yeah. red instant. Um, target creature gets plus three, plus three. If you have three other 1-1 one, one goblins, you're going to copy... Brute strength. After you brute, target Zada with is it, brute it. strength or brute force? I feel like it's brute uh, force. I feel like they're both cards. Sorry, yeah, brute force is the three three, and brute strength is plus three plus one and trample. So basically, for, for two. The, yeah, I guess it's not. It's as Regardless. good and better. It doesn't matter. Yeah, the point whatever. is, they're uh, both in there. Here's a little bit of a tidbit. Anything that gives trample in Zada is amazing. Very good. Yes. Yes. Trample or haste. Yes. Very good. Or both. Trample and haste is significantly better. Is there than, any that do that? I'm sure there is. Eh, probably. I don't know. So, anyways, if you if you have a if you have a small team of dudes out and you target Zada with a couple pump spells, all of a sudden you're not swinging in for four or five. You're swinging in for fifteen or twenty, and um, that it either adds up quickly or it adds up all at one time. And poof. Yeah. I mean, your goal you're here is to go off and eradicate your opponents all at once. You don't want to go off once, show them what you can do, and then pass the turn with a bunch of 1-1s one that are tapped. So your goal usually is to kill quickly, but um, to also kill, period. Because you're not going to get too many all-out swings with Zada before they pick you apart. Yeah, Late especially if they, know, if they know who Zada is, right? Yeah, and, and if they've played against it before. So I think mm -hmm. it's important to, to mention that the deck does attack regular life, like your standard 40 life. Um, my build does include um, Plague Mirror. And if the Plague Mirror goes unchecked, I mean, it's not unheard of for your team to swing in for 10 plus damage each. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if Plague Mirror is a 1-1 one, one and you storm into three pump spells that give it plus three, plus three, yeah. it's a 10-10. Or it's a ten one, or it's a ten eight, or what? However big it is, the the opponent's dead. Yeah. Now you might be listening to this thinking like, "Well, how am I going to get this big team? How fast can I assemble a team of goblins?" Well, we're going to tell you how to do that. But first, we're going to pull back the curtain a little bit. This is the second time we've recorded this episode. <laughs> the hours after the first time we recorded it, we went home, we played some magic, and I played my Zada deck. And on turn four, I was swinging for a hundred and eight with seven guys. It was turn five. Turn five. Sorry. Turn five. Turn five. So I trampled over two teams, killed two people for 108 damage, and I probably could have done more, but there comes a point where it's like, okay, hey, I, I assume they're dead now. And I, and I could have been that guy and gone for it, but I hate being that guy. So, so the, the deck yeah. is very quickly. And it's, it's remarkably consistent as long as you don't get pyroclasm. You can usually do that fairly quickly based on a good opening hand. Yeah, when you look at... When you look at what the deck is weak to, um, you're looking at Wrath of God or mass removal, board wipes, anything like that. It's yeah. going to bend over. Um, it can rebuild quickly, but if you've kind of barfed out your whole hand and I'll then you get Wrath. swung for 21 on turn. Like, sure, swinging for 21 sounds real great, but you only get a couple of those based on your hand and you don't want to blow your load, so to speak. Yeah, um, and I guess when you look at the general breakdown of the deck, um, 
we talk about our two different builds. Brando's build has 20 creatures. My build has 18 creatures. That's not a very high amount of creatures. Mm-hmm. When you look at a regular um, aggro commander deck or when you look at a creature-based combo deck. Mm-hmm. Um, a deck that's designed to attack with creatures usually plays more creatures than Zada does. Yeah, and the trade-off with Zada is you've... You can get away with a lower number of creatures because you do have some token producers, some one-off Cranko Command or uh, what's the uh, Dragon Fodder? Dragon Fodder. Uh, they're sorceries for two mana that give you two one-one goblins. There's also one for three Hordling Outburst, I think. Hordling Outburst and also Goblin Rally gives you four and it costs five mana. I don't play that one. I didn't even know that one existed. Uh, yeah, actually, it's from one of the new Ravnica sets. It's probably terrible. It costs so much mana. In. It costs five. Five and, is a lot in Zen. Well, here's the thing. It gives you the same amount of dudes as um, Siege Gang Commander. Siege Gang Commander costs five. The trade-off is Siege yeah. Gang Commander is bigger. How big is he? A 3-3? Three, three? He, he's a 2-2. Two, two. He's a 2-2. Two, two. So you get a 2-2 two, two and he's also a Siege Gang three Commander. Three one ones. He's also a Siege Gang yeah. Commander. A Siege Gang yeah. Commander is always better than a Goblin token. Every single time. Unless somebody threatens it. Or puts it on their own mimic. So That's Siege Gang Commander is a goblin for a red, red three. He's a two, two. When he comes into play or when he enters the battlefield, you get uh, three, one, one red goblin creature tokens. Uh, you can pay two and sack a goblin token, specifically a goblin token. Uh, Siege Gang Commander deals two damage to target creature or player. So that is why he's better than Goblin Rally because he has that second ability, but Turns your dudes into crappy shocks. It's pretty good. Yeah. Ultimately, when you're investing five mana, you're getting the same number of dudes. You get the same number of pump spells off of Zada. You get the same number of card draw off of Zada, which we're going to get to right away. Yeah. So, okay, we play 18 or 20 creatures. That's low. So you do mix in, uh, you spruce it up with a couple, uh, I guess, what do we just call them? Token, Token producers, producers, right? And then what do you do? What What's the rest of the deck? Is there lots of enchantments? No, I play one. Brando plays five. Yeah, I play, right? yeah. They're all um, great, though. We'll yeah, his, the, his, we'll enchantments, his enchantments, all five of them are different than the one that I play. And <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that. But uh, when you look at instants and sorceries, uh, lots. Yes, like lots. half, basically half your deck is instant sorceries. Yeah, if you're playing 35 to 40 land, you've got 60 to 65 slots or 60 to 64 slots. Um, and my, I play 38 non-creature, 38. non-permanent things in mine. So. And I play 42. Yeah, lots of one-off effects in this yeah. deck. So you one-off really do effects, have to be careful. But what's important is the one-off effects all do the same thing. Yes. And, okay, so we've touched on it already once. If you're looking for, uh, I guess when you're looking for something that is going to give you a different gameplay experience every time you play it, yeah, this is not your deck. Not really, no. You can you can do the same thing in different ways, but at the end of the day, what you're going to probably end up with is a bunch of giant dudes swing for a bunch of giant dude yeah, damage. Yeah, Zada trigger, Zada trigger, Zada trigger, whether that's, um, whether that's pump spell, pump spell, pump spell, whether that's draw, draw, draw into pump spell or combo cards, uh, you're doing the same thing. Every single time. Yeah. Uh, mine plays a one-off, well, I guess it plays Comet Storm and... Soul's Fire. Yeah, speaks, speaks to, uh, I guess, the Comet Storm in there speaks to the ability to storm, right? To generate large amounts of mana. Yeah, to generate tons of mana, which, again, we'll we'll get to when we talk about the enchantments that we play. Yeah, mine doesn't do that. So, anyways, yeah, you're looking at 
at a, at a very high instant and sorcery count. And, and when we talk about those, we're looking at ooh, how many, two-thirds of those instants and sorceries are specifically dedicated to single-target pump spells. Yes. You're looking at brute force, brute strength, built to smash, chaotic strike, um, I guess... Fatal Frenzy, Invigorated Rampage, all these things that cost one or two mana, instant or sorcery, um, preferably one red mana. Yes. Because um, you're not going to have a lot in turn four or five to, to dick around with. Yeah. And they're all going to say target creature or uh, a, I guess they have to say target creature. Yes. Right? They have to say target creature. Target creature gets plus four, plus three, plus two, and preferably something else. The something else ones usually are the ones that um, cost red plus another generic mana, right? Yeah, so plus I'm looking, two, plus two when haste. Yeah, I'm looking at Invigorated Rampage. Choose one. It's an instant for two mana. Target creature gets plus four, plus zero, and gains trample until end of turn. Or two target creatures each get plus two, plus oh, and trample. You never choose that one. This is kind of a bad example, but you never choose that one. I'm looking at Fist of the Anvil. Uh, instant, red, one. Target creature gets plus four, plus zero until end of turn. If you've got Zada and four goblins, four one ones, you give Zada plus four, plus four, or plus four, plus zero. She's attacking for seven, and then all your goblins turn into five ones. So seven, and if you've got four of them. If one of them is that one, one for one, that whenever you attack with, with battalion, you attack with three guys, all you guys get first strike and trample. Legion Loyalist? Is yeah, that Legion, Legion is that, is that Loyalist. That might not be his I name. I believe that's his name. Either way, that's the kind of ridiculous stuff you kind of get away with here um the yeah, other half legion loyalist yeah. i like that guy the other half of the your spells you got your pump spells that's how you're gonna attack with your monstrous things that's how you win how do you find those and the 19 creatures that you play this is the fun part because this is not a normal mono red thing to do yeah, this is why zada is spicy and why we're talking about it at all it's also where most of your dedicated kind of you have to play these Come, come from. from because yeah. there's only so many ways to do this. It should be worth mentioning, and Brando hates it, but I uh, I kind of like it. I hate it. If you want to do a five color Zada, no, you we could. <laughs> you could never theoretically it's play a five color general. It's terrible. Load it up with Nobody tutors. Doesn't just talk. And then you could play actual real good cantrip spells. You could play the ones in blue, the ones in green, the ones that give you a better effect than just target creature gains haste. That bad example, because that one's good. Yeah, that one's awesome. <laughs> that one's target good. creature is red. Target creature that's, turns red. That's my favorite one, is it turns target the red guy red. Target creature can't block this turn. Yeah, so your guy, while you're attacking, can't block. It's, there, a lot of the cards are useless. I actually play one that does one damage to all of my creatures, and then I draw a card. So I have to really hope that I play some kind, or I have something else that makes them bigger so that my team can actually survive it. It's called Zap. That's why I play it is because it's called Zap. 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 That's a that's an invasion card. Yeah. That's my favorite set. Ooh. I love invasion. Um, it's kind of right around the time I started playing Magic. But what it does is all these spells, uh, they. You let, better have a pump spell if you play Zap, right? Like, right. Is that what you just said? Yeah. I was. I was. Yeah. I was reminiscing. I missed it. But. Yeah, it's all good. But yeah, like you. What? you you're, you're doing the least red thing ever is your... Well, I guess you're burning your guys to draw cards, but... What about um, Spawning Breath? Spawning Breath? I play Spawning Breath, you, too. You play that? Yeah. I used yeah. to play it, but I cut it because a lot of the pump spells give plus something plus zero, yeah. right? And all of the tokens are one ones. so if all of a sudden you're doing one damage to them... That's the worst. 
Yeah, yeah, but it does give you a lot of tokens. Those in ones repl- it replaces them. Yeah, I play um otherworldly outburst in mine too, where when your guys die until end of turn, you get a th- they replace themselves with three two, so you have eight one ones. You zap them all. Oh yeah, that's you play like that, you zap um, them all. You draw eight cards. Descent get- of the dragons, which gives you four four flyers. Yeah. for all the creatures you choose to destroy. If you target Zada, you destroy your whole team, and you yeah. they're replaced by four fours. Yes, I cut it. Because then you got to play Zada again, and you got yeah. That's one of the recent changes I made because it costs six too, and very rarely does the deck get to six. Yeah, and I mean Zada can survive the zap or the spawning breath or both. Yeah, quite frankly, both at and, the same time. Yeah. And you can uh, you can go off that way. Uh, Plus the spawn the spawning breath tokens give you mana. What's yeah exactly? I might have to put that back in. Spawning breath is very good. It's, what's the other one that uh, it's a goblin card? It's like from Masks Block or from Tempest Block. It is. Um, choose and destroy any number of creatures. You get a goblin in return. I'm going to look that sucker up. Yeah, right look that now. thing when, up. Brando, maybe you can go over a couple of the other. Yeah, I'll just talk um, about some of these. The, the point is, you're going to do reds, you're going to do unread things by drawing cards. That's how you can get away with playing so few creatures. Um, is you're playing basically, let's say, 10 or 11, one or two drop, draw nine. Because in your opening hand, obviously, you're going to have two creatures unless you're terrible. You're going to have enough dudes where you're going to pay one mana, draw four cards. That's very important. Here it is. Sure. Tell me if you've heard of this card. Kay. Mog Infestation. I have a Mog Infestation. It's oh, foil. I, I love it. It's, red, red, three, destroy all creatures, target player controls. So you would just target yourself. Yep. You don't need to target Zata. For each creature that died this way, put... Two one one red creature to- goblin creature tokens onto the battlefield under that player's control. So essentially, you're doubling all of your stuff. Yeah, so you get two. The kicker is that costs five. That's a lot if, still. And then if you want to cast one of your pump spells or your draw spells after you've doubled your team, not only do you have to spend the mana on the pump or draw spell, but you also have to spend the mana on Zada again. Yes. Which. That's, that's six. So now you're paying. You're up to eleven. That's already. what I was banking on with Descent of the Dragons, and I just found without, without a dedicated storm toolbox in there, or without a dedicated, um, I guess mana rock or or acceleration package, it just it wasn't cutting. It the was hard to do that. It I get around. I guess now now we're talking about big mana. Um, how I get around that is I play one of my new favorite cards in the whole world. It's called Mana Echoes. Oh yeah. yeah. Is an enchantment for two and two red. Uh, and what it does is every time a creature comes into play, you get a colorless mana for each creature you control that shares a type with it. Um, so if you tap Cranko and you make four goblins, that means you already have four goblins, obviously. And you make four more, and each one of them gives you, what, eight? Eight colorless? Because you've so, got eight goblins. So now Mog Infestation... Well, you'd, have, you'd have nine. Yeah. Uh, well, however, yeah, however you, the math You get works. eight times four, it's enough where yep. you could play Mog Infestation, Draw Spell, and Zada again for three or four instead because of... Because you've got all of the mana from Mana Echoes. Yeah, you have right? a huge Mana Echoes pot. Um, the other thing to consider, and we've talked about this a little bit, is do you run a more dedicated Mana Ramp package? When you look at other Commander decks, um, you're seeing, you know, six, seven, eight, ten, fifteen Ramp spells, whether that's uh, Instant sorcery, search your deck. If that's a uh, mana dork, if that's mana rocks, there's something that helps you accelerate, right? Every deck plays them. Yes. Zata doesn't really have a place for them because yeah. the when you look at the average converted mana cost of the deck, 
you're looking at under three average CMC. Yeah, well, our our averages are what? Mine's two point two five. What's what series? Mine's two three eight. Two point three eight. Yeah, so super low. Like the. Of course, you play Soul Ring. We got Soul Ring. Bright Stone Ritual. Bright Stone Ritual. Uh, Battle Ham. Like Skirk Shaman. Skirk, Skirk Prospector. Skirk, Skirk Prospector. Yeah, you're looking at these storm esque goblin creatures. Yeah. You're looking at the the instants and sorceries for storm. If you want to run that kind of package, um, the other thing that you could maybe consider doing is maybe like uh, thought thought vessel. Thought Vessel is from recent Commander product a couple of years ago. It's a two-mana, unlimited hand size, tap to add. Unlimited colors. hand size can be good in Zeta because you're going to be drawing a lot of cards. Could Although be. once you start drawing a lot once of cards, Once you start going gonna off, win. it's kind of over, right? You yeah. could do Mind Stone because it costs two. You could do Lotus Petal, which gives you a colored mana, yep. which is important. And costs nothing. Costs nothing. And if you draw into it, it's still good in the late game, whereas... A lot of the times in the late game, if you draw into a Thought Vessel, which costs two, or um, Fire Medallion, which makes red spells cost less, or what? what no, Ruby it's Medallion. Ruby, Ruby Medallion, yeah. that's right. I don't even play any of that crap. Yeah, yeah, I know. I play I play a Ruby Medallion, but I guess the, the goal is to get Zada out as quick as possible, right? And the yeah. goal is to not run out of mana when you start casting all these cantrips and your, your hand explodes to a hand of 12 or 15 cards. Because after you have the 12 to, or 15, you eight, have to pay or play eight or nine of them. Eight or nine of them that all take at least one red. Correct. So what do you do? How do you how do you balance it? Do you is it like Ruby Medallion? Do you use what's uh what not ch- what charcoal diamond? What's the that's the black one? What's the is it Ruby Diamond? Comes into play tap. Doesn't even make sense. It doesn't matter what it is. The point yeah, it, is, it you, taps for a red. It's a two-drop mana rock. Yeah. It taps for red. Comes to play tapped. The odds are you, for when my when I was building mine, I didn't think about any of those, and I folk. I have the full storm thing, basically, like all the rituals. I have yeah. seething song. I have all that stuff. Do you have so the one I that can, gives you five? Yep. What's that one called? Seething song. So like I play all really? of those. Yep. Oh, sure. Yeah, so take I play, your word for it. <laughs> yeah, I play a whole bunch of those to get my mana up. Plus, because there is an empty the Warrens in there. So if you're going off, you're drawing a bunch of cards. You're going off a little more. You're drawing a bunch more cards. You can empty the Warrens, which either allows you to draw a bunch more cards or with a couple of your standard ramp things, Brightstone Ritual and Battle Hymn will Empty the Warrens you. really quickly uh, because it's not a very common commander card. It's That's true. more common in, in legacy storm decks, really, Yeah, if you're not using Grape Shot. Should be way more terrible in a Zada deck, but yeah, big uh, then, yeah. red three sorcery. Put a one one red goblin creature token onto the battlefield. It has storm. So storm says when you cast this spell, copy it for each spell cast before it this turn. Which oftentimes could, I mean, six, seven, eight. You, it can get outrageous very, very quickly, very, very, very quickly. Yeah. Which is and, what you like. And what I'm saying is. You could probably make it more outrageous if you slowed the deck down so you could build up a little bit more mana rock base. I suppose. I mean, mine, when I built mine, I built a little, again, a little background on us. We play in a particular play group all the time. We, we're usually playing games that are four to five, six players. We've played seven player games before. Uh, yeah, don't uh, do that. Yeah, you'll... Don't. Yeah, it's, it just ends up with everybody swinging for the fences. Nobody wants to lose. Nobody wants everybody to... Everybody hates everybody. Nobody yeah. wants to scoop. 
It's the worst. Terrible. It's the worst place you'll ever be playing Magic is in that exact situation. Yeah. But so I built mine to... We also have guys who play a bunch of pillow fort decks so you can't attack. This Particularly deck, in those big games. Yes. This deck sucks if there's a Norn's Annex in play or a Propaganda. Ghostly Prison. Ghostly Prison. Anything. Collective Restraint. Anything Windborn like Windborn Muse. Uh, anything like that. Moat. Moat. Magus of the Moat. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, it, anything that doesn't let you attack you're or done. taxes you're, you're, you for attack. You're right? finished at that point. That's why I play Comet Storm with my Mana Echoes. That's why I play Soul's Fire because it lets me kill people without attacking them. It also lets me kill... If I can kill two people by attacking them, I can kill two more people by casting either one of those spells. Um, yeah. And when, which is super great. When you look at the the couple different variants of Zata, if, if you can call them variants, right? Like you're looking at decks that play a few more pump spells as opposed to these big mana spells or these enchantments that Brando's running. Um, I've I've probably got a little bit too many in my deck. That's what I'm thinking. But my deck wasn't designed to play in those big four, five, six, seven player games like Brando's deck was. I thought, okay, uh, I'm going to treat this a lot more like uh, a one-on-one Old school sly mono red red deck wins or or even zoo deck of legacy old where it's like okay let's get some let's get some dudes down that can attack in when they attack in for far less cost than what I paid when I cast them. When we talk about going back to Cranko's command again, you get two one ones for two. That's two mana for two power investment, which is fine. It's fine. It's- in one Commander, it sucks. It's terrible, yeah. It's terrible. But in Real Magic, it's good. But when you can target Zada with a few pump spells and all of a sudden those dudes that you paid two mana for are 7-7s, seven 8-8s eight after an additional two or three mana investment, um, all of a sudden you're looking at a lot of power for four mana because that, you've got to remember there's, there's a few of them. That's a 700% increase in could, output. It could be even more than that. That's pretty good. When you, a like 700% increase in anything is usually good. <laughs> yes. In virtually anything. I can think of a few things, but we're not going to talk about those here because we're a magic podcast. Yeah. And I want to keep it that way. Yeah. So Brando's got the big mana, big deck kind of yeah, I play, mentality. I, I play some lords in mine. Uh a little bit slower. So mine is slower than Ryan's build. If you're if you're looking at them side by side, mine is significantly slower. Um, although it can win on it about can, the same it can turn. Win, it can win just as fast. Um, I think mine is a little bit more draw dependent for those wins. Yeah, though. when you talk about consistency, if if you pitted the decks one on one, head to head, mine would probably come out on top more often than not. If you mix me into a game with three or four people. You might get the same result if you go four plus. Brando's deck is gonna it's roll over mine. Yeah, I will outlast him because there's bigger threats out there, so you can stay unmolested a little longer. Yeah, and I've and found the few times that you've played yours with the 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 big mana, the bigger creatures, the lords, the whatever's you want to call it that give your deck the edge in the big game. You can kind of just force it in there. You can say, okay, I'm doing all my storm, I'm doing all my big mana, I'm doing everything at once, and nobody can stop me on kind of whatever turn you want once yeah. you've got the resources to do so, the yeah. mana, the cards in hand, what have you. Yeah, the only resource that you can't control for my deck, really, is the number of turns that I get to play. If I get to play five, six turns, the odds are my deck will 
it's going to roll somebody. It might not roll everybody. Yeah. But whoever's probably doing the best or the worst or whoever's been saying the nastiest stuff to me <laughs> is probably going to die. And and when you flip back to a deck that's more based on one-on-one or three-player game, when you put it into that bigger game scenario, that four or five-player game that's so common in our playgroup, um, you really have to pick and choose your your fights. You can say, okay, uh, I can't attack this turn because I can't kill that guy. I have to go all out, otherwise I'll just get rolled on the crackback or Zato will get killed or both. Or both. Um, and it's a little bit more political as a result, right? Yep. You got to be able to to let people know, okay, I can kill you or I'll help you out or you help me out and I won't attack you. You attack him and leave yourself open. That's fine. I'm not going to hit you. Um, and again, that's just a little bit of a, a different play style that when you get into those big games, it's it's a different game, even though it's the same deck. Yes. You mean your end goal is still to win, as is the game. But I mean, EDH is a political game more than anything, and you got to play that a little bit when you're playing well either one of our decks because we are kind of vulnerable to things like mass removal or just dudes that are bigger than ours. Like an Omnath deck is a big threat because they can just swing in with that one guy and kill you. Um, and it doesn't really leave any sweat off their butt. And at the end of the day, there's not a whole lot you can do about it. You, you, you're a glass cannon in that effect where you can't really... You can kill virtually anything, but you're not going to get a second shot off anytime soon. And if they start throwing rocks at you, you're going you're gonna to crumble pretty quick. That's an analogy is what that is. There it is. Yes. Okay, so we are we are Commander Cookout, right? Yes. And we we do want to talk a little bit about how spicy the brew is, how common it is, how how cool it is, yeah. right? How how much like a, a fine dining fancy dish it is versus yes. going to McDonald's and getting fifteen cheeseburgers for fifteen bucks, yeah. which isn't necessarily a bad thing. No, but you, you know what's the greatest thing going right now? Ten exactly. nuggets at Burger King for one ninety nine. Wow, you could go we, like. Okay, so if you're if you're expecting to pay fifteen bucks for lunch, and you went and spent like fifteen bucks on just nuggets, that's like a thousand nuggets. That's a lot of yeah yeah. That's basically a thousand nuggets. It's like two thousand nuggets. Infinity nugs. No, that's almost as good as the Cheetah. You heard of the Cheetah? What is a Cheetah? The Cheetah is my favorite thing. Now we're going to. Is diverge. that like a really fast running pizza? Oh, I'm about is to. Is it like a hybrid with a pizza and a cheetah? Okay, we're going to see how, how fast it takes you to catch on to how insane this is. It's from Asia. It's from KFC in Asia. Oh, 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 oh. And it's a pizza where instead of dough and you crust. You get a slab of chicken. Yes. Yeah. Of deep fried chicken with pizza topping on it. It's the most insane thing I think I've ever seen. It's worse than the double down. I was just going to say. If you ate a chitza, <laughs> a chitza, because it's made of chicken, not yeah. because you're cheating on your diet, which you are. I mean, you're basically cheating on your entire family. Unless your diet's you're so bad that, yeah. that this is better, but I don't think that that's the case. That will never happen. Um, like you would be having to eat actual garbage. Uh, okay. If you eat a Even actual garbage or a double down, which one takes a longer period of time off the end of your life? I'm going to say the Cheetza because I'll bet you that the Cheetza patty is about the same size as the two double down breasts combined. Plus, you got pepper pepperoni on top, and there's probably more cheese. Yeah, I saw a picture of one of these things, but I forgot about them. 
How I, could you I, forget? I tried to scarred me for life. I tried to bury it mentally, emotionally. I stepped on my own foot. I rolled over it with a chair to see if I was sleeping because I didn't think that that would ever happen. But then it did. What if you made a double down out of cheetahs? You would just die. I think I just had a mild stroke, honestly, just thinking about that. When yeah, you said yeah, that, I had a mild stroke. Your one face side is drooping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I need help. I need help in the studio. Oh, anyways. Anyways, <laughs> getting back to Spicy Brews, we have actually got a list that was published on Twitter from Donald Miner at edhrec.com. We call it the milk list. Yes. Because it is the opposite of the spicy list. The spicy stuff. So the stuff that makes decks fun and unique and interesting to play as opposed to what you're going to get if you just go to edhrec.com and generate deck list, generate deck list, add all those things to a card at whatever site you buy your cards from, click buy. The term is net deck. Yes. I didn't want to go there and call anybody a net decker, but. Well, they exist. Yeah. F you Alex. (laughs) F you Evan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm looking guys. at mono red milk list. And when we look at Zada deck, again, most of what you have to put in is mostly what's on edhrec.com. Yeah, there's lots of there's lots of similar cards. Because Me and Ryan Pele, yeah. Yeah, you can't really build the deck different. There's only so many one or two or three drop cantrip spells in mono red. There's only so many token producers in mono red, and there's only so many creatures that you can actually run in the deck, and so many pump spells. Yeah, there's there's while, a finite well, number of them, and you want to run most of them. So. While red is very good for cheap pump spells, some uh, of the pump spells are garbage. Some of them are garbage. Yeah. yeah. So the other thing I want to mention when when we look at the milk list, we're not going to spoil it all right now. I mean, you can go and find it if you want, but um, but we're going to use it as a tool. When we look at Zada, my Zada deck. Tops out at CMC of seven, but the only seven drop is Fury of the Horde, which essentially when you exile two red cards from your hand, you cast it for free. So it's a zero drop. Yeah. It's a zero drop, but you cast it with cards in hand, which again, with all the cantrips and multiple targets, I mean, it's easy to do. Brando's tops out at five, which is yes. where mine actually tops out at if you don't include uh, Fury of the Horde. Yeah. And when we were talking earlier about how I swung for 108 on turn five that's because of my one five drop which is what's it's a creature goblin dark dweller goblin dark dweller lets you copy an instant or sorcery in your graveyard that costs two or less i believe i got it right here let's let's read goblin dark dweller here let's see goblin dark dweller is tremendous Uh, goblin dark dweller four four goblin for red red three it's got menace which doesn't really matter because it's not why you play it but it can be relevant it could be relevant yeah when goblin dark dwellers enters the battlefield you may cast target instant or sorcery card with converted mana cost three or less which is all of them yeah without uh sorry from your graveyard without paying its mana cost if the card would be cast or put into your graveyard this turn exile instead it's great Unless yeah. you pick a card you already played, which is probably something that's awesome. Because that's why you play it. Exactly. And play it. you can play, you can replay Heat Shimmer, which copies your team. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Heat and get another, gar- and- get another Dark Dwellers to double your team. What's and- the other Heat Shimmer? Heat Shimmer uh, and... Heat Shimmer and some other crap. I don't know what it does. Doesn't matter. Copies all your guys. It, yeah. It copies target creature. Yeah. Which is everybody. And gives it haste. Because you target Zata. 
Yeah. As long as Zata's alive, your deck is cooking. If Zata is not alive, you're going to look at your hand and think, what in the hell? Twin Flame. Am I even doing that's the card? Twin Flame. Choose, it says any number of target creatures, but you choose one. You choose one because you're not terrible at magic. Yeah. And then it says, uh, put a token into play that's a copy of that creature, gains haste at the end of turn, exile it. I just thought of this. You ever see French, Fresh Prince of Bel Air? Yeah. You ever see the game where Will joins the high school basketball team? Yeah, and every remember. single every single play that the coach runs is like, what is what if the guard is back in the thing and he gets the ball? You pass it to Will. What if he does this? You pass it to Will. What if he, pass it oh, to Will? Of course, that would be the episode, right? And it's all about Will it's, Smith. You cast it on Zada. Every single spell just says target Zada. It shouldn't say target creature. I should says, do an alter that Zada is Will Smith playing high school basketball. That would be tremendous. <laughs> Ryan Ryan alters cards. He's really 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 good at it, and his Twitter handle is. Penef alters one two three. Yeah, you should check that out. He does really good work. Sometimes, Sorry, I said that wrong. <laughs> Penef one two three alters because Penef one two three was my eBay handle when I was selling cards on eBay. You can check him out there too if he's selling cards on eBay. Some of them are very very good, and if you ask him really nice and offer him money, he'll sometimes do commissions. But that's yeah, rare. you know what? I'm not doing commissions right now because I'm I'm working out of town. But what a scumbag! Yeah, and I just built a house, and I just have no time, and I'm. Building and doing landscaping and ugh. being a grown up can be terrible. Sometimes. I hate being an adult. It, Let's go back to when Invasion was released. Oh. 19, what was it, 99? I don't know. I started, oh, I started playing baby. Stronghold, if that's a, a thing. My, my first card. Yeah, that when I cards used to be chiseled out of stone, like on the Flintstones. Exactly. Yeah. I, I fell in love with magic when I saw my first Sliver Queen, and she wasn't even good yet. 96? Five? Maybe. Uh, uh, seven? 97. Six or seven. It's older than hell. It's before set symbols had uh, different colors to depict what rarity it was. It was before foil cards. Imagine my surprise when I realized foil cards were a thing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, milk list. Milk list. We're that's what we're talking topic. about. Yeah, we're So we're going to go milk list zero drop to five drop. And uh, we're going to see if we play it or not. This is going to be a good indicator of uh, our first indicator of how spicy the deck is. Yes. Okay, so mono red milk list zero drop. Most common card as per edhrec.com in mono red in the zero drop slot. Any guesses? No. Wait. No. Wait. No. Everflowing Chalice. It's not even red. Well, neither is the next card or the next card (laughs) or the fourth card so ever flowing chalice do you play it no i don't play it okay so we're we're infinity percent spicy so far that's awesome so hot you can't even eat it yep next card one drop slot mono red soul ring you play it yes of course i play it we both play it we we went from infinity to 50 percent spicy yes everybody plays soul ring all the time illegal in one-on-one mr one-on-one deck i i actually have i have i have two decks that don't play it Ooh. Yeah, well, maybe we'll talk about those decks in future episodes. One's Animar, one is Rakdos. Do you have any decks that don't play it? Yes, but that's because I only own X number of them. Finite copies. I have finite Sol Rings, <laughs> and so some of them just don't play it. Okay, next one. Two-drop slot, Mindstone. When the hell do the red cards start? Soon. Mindstone being two-drop, tap for one, or... Sack to draw card. Or pay one, tap, sack to draw card. Yeah. Good card. I play it in lots of decks. Excellent card. It's it's actually a lot of uh, a lot of the two drop slots play it. Uh, don't next feel, one, don't feel bad if you don't play it in Zada though. Yeah, no, don't don't play any of these cards in Zada except for Soul Ring so far. Yeah. Uh, Chaos Warp, first red card, three drop slot. Very good. I play it in mine. I don't play it in mine. No, I. Play I only th- play things that target Zada. 
my initial thought was, hey, I can target Zada with this. And then in one game, I was doing pretty good. And I was like, ha. And I did it. And I was I was going good. And then I you hit not over a, like 15 land. Yeah. Well, no, I hit not a permanent. Ooh. And then what do you do? I got like two guys, a land, and then and a bunch of pump spells. Well, a pump once you hit one pump spell, you stop. What? Yeah, you just keep fucking showing that same one over and over again. It's the worst feeling in the world. Ugh. I left it in there though because sometimes you just need sometimes to get rid of their you blocker. Got to get rid of a blocker. You need to get rid of that Norn Xanax. You need to get rid of that something. There's something yeah, you got to get rid of. And and you know what I I say screw that. Let's be political. Let's get somebody else to do that yeah. for you and then you kill both of those guys. Yes, uh, that that also works. Four drop slot. Solemn simulacrum. Nope. Nope. Doesn't even go in this deck he at all. He has four. Yeah. Is I'm casting Zada on four. Yeah. That's more important. I you think. don't need to play Solemn Simulacrum ever. Yeah, I think too many people play it. Yeah. I I have I own one because I don't even care. Yeah. I only have one. And I don't it's even like 14 decks. I don't even play him in an EDH deck. Ooh. I could trade him away and not even miss you him. You heard it here first. Yeah. That's how spicy I am. So <laughs> I don't need Solemn Simulacrum. Okay, number five, and this is where we're gonna go to. Well, maybe we'll look at number seven just because I have a seven drop. But number five, okay. Reforge the Soul, which is essentially a five drop Wheel of Fortune. That's, it just has Miracle or something too. Miracle for red one. Yeah. Don't play it. Me neither. No, we got better no. ways to draw cards. Correct. Way more efficient. You don't even have to draw, to discard your old hand. Because I think so Reforge the Soul makes it discard your current hand. Yeah. F that. Yeah. That's for pussies. And seven weirdos. drop. Mono red seven drop. Any guesses? And granted, there's plenty of seven. There's drops. lots and lots of them. Yeah, I don't even know. Mere Battle Sphere. What? what? Come on. What is this? But again, super common. Lots yeah, of people play Mere Battle Sphere because yeah, it's a, it's it's excellent. It's a life ruiner, and in that it would give you lots of. Oh yeah. But if you're, I gonna, think I think that Mere Battle Sphere is in one of the like it's. You could make an argument for it, but you'd lose the argument because. If if you went all in on big mana and and mono red ramp dot deck and Zada, like if you built that deck, yeah, it goes in there because it gives you like it's five dudes, right? Which is what I did, and, I don't and it's play it. on the EDH rec list, so people do play it. Yeah, people do play it, and those people then get beat to death while they're trying to ramp up to their mirror. Yeah, they're here. like uh mm, four drop, and they do a mana rock. It's like ooh, yep, nope, sorry, I've already killed you. Yeah. Welcome to getting swung into town where so you die. Yeah, that's that's the milk list. So those are your least... If you're playing any of those cards, you're probably not building the deck wrong, but you're already at a, de- at a deficit. Except just, for Soul Ring. Because you're probably net decking it. Except for Soul yeah. Ring. Because Soul Ring, I mean, turns turn two Zada. Yeah. I mean, that's... Turn one yeah. Soul Ring. Turn two, uh, I guess you play Mountain Zada. Turn three... You ha- if you have if you have another land, which you probably don't, but yeah. whatever. I mean, as soon as you got Zada on the table, you're online. Yeah, right. So that's one of the ways that we look at to uh, to I guess identify spiciness. The other thing we've we've developed a little bit of a formula over the past couple months when we're looking at decks and when we're looking at what makes things either fun to play or not fun to play. What makes them spicy, right? So uh, very briefly, because we're going to go into this in depth in the future. What makes it spicy? Okay, we're looking at how popular it is. As per, again, edhrec.com. It's mm-hmm. the biggest 
It's How many the decks biggest are there? database that there is online yeah. for Commander. It's an excellent resource if you're building. If you want a net deck and not listen to us, you can do that. If you're just looking, even if you're looking for ideas, you're going to yeah. find stuff on oh, there. Oh, that yeah. That's one of the about. first places I go. Yeah. If you're right? going to find ideas, just try not to copy them because then you're being a big wiener and nobody likes you. You're going to lose friends. Okay, Real so friends. the popularity of the, of, the, of the deck, the average converted mana cost, and mm-hmm. the theory there is the lower the average converted mana cost is because there's only so many good cards that cost zero or one or two or three. Um, for EDH. For, for EDH. The, the lower your converted mana cost, the more your deck is going to resemble something that you play in modern, legacy, vintage, um, other constructed formats that that demand you play those lower converted mana cost cards for aggro purposes, combo control purposes. Um, so not saying that playing low converted mana cost cards is bad because, I mean, Zata plays all of them. Yeah. The lower your converted mana cost is on average, most likely your deck is going to look more like a, a constructed deck. And Zata kind of falls into the trap mathematically with that, but I mean thematically, when you actually look at a deck list, not a lot of those one and two drop spells you're going to find being played anywhere else. In some any of them, format. Some of them are super, but we don't even touch the, on the really bad ones. The limited format that they were printed in. Even that, then, you, you probably don't even draft them. You probably yeah. play them upside down as a token or something. You'd write Goblin on the back. Yeah, that's Because right. some of them are really effing bad. Okay, let's let's keep going. Uh, converted mana cost. Okay, so the lower, typically the less spicy. Critical turn. So we'll talk about that real quick. The critical, conter- critical turn of a deck or the theoretical critical turn of a deck is the turn that you can sort of lock the game down. Not the turn you win necessarily, but the turn you can say, okay, if left unchecked or unmolested, as of this turn, I've secured the game. Yeah. Right? Looking at your hand, either nobody's going to beat me because I am off and sailing, at which point you can usually just show people, like, look, I have this, you yeah, guys can Yeah, I beat have me. this, can anybody do it? Or or you untap the turn after that turn and, and say, here it is, right? Do I got to play it out, right? Yeah, because I will. Zeta does that lots. Zeta does that lots because you don't want to be the guy that's taken 15 minutes to draw the cards and do the math yeah. and put the tokens and change the dice counters. and 90% right? of the time, once you get to like 10 goblins and they're all six sixes with haste and trample, usually people are going to start just being like, okay, man, yeah, that's enough. And even if you have to, a long way to go because somebody's playing Aloru and they're at 150. A lot of the times, what I guess what it turns into is um, you do all the math and you look at people's life totals, you subtract your math from their blockers, the amount of blockers, yep. and then just say, okay, I can do 200 damage. And if yeah, 200 damage is greater than the combined life total of everybody, then the game's over, yep. right? Don't even don't even bother with blockers. Okay. That's, that's a great feeling, by the way, too. Critical turn for Zata is like four. Yeah. Because that's the turn that you cast Zata. If you go land, like turn one, two, three, four, and you don't miss a land drop and you cast Zata on turn four, you've got probably enough of a little army to start going off with cantrips and pump spells to yeah. start eliminating. Yeah. Assuming you've actually played something on your first three turns as well. You have to actually play other yeah. things. You have to. That's where your Krenko's command on turn two, your dragon fodder on turn three with a Legion loyalist. Yeah. That's probably your best thing. And you got six guys 
plus Zat when Zata comes in. Yeah. And you, you untap with five, with four mana, maybe five if you draw another land. And you, yeah. you're probably going to win. One, one cantrip, one one mana cantrip is going to fill your hand up again at that point. Yeah. And then you can go nuts with the rest of your four mana plus storm enablers. Exactly. So it's a cool little deck. It's super fun. So the other things that we look at are optimal game size. Again, just like average converted mana cost, the closer you get to a one-on-one game, the more your deck's going to look like your typical modern legacy. Tiny leaders. Tiny leaders dot deck. That's what it's going to look like because mm-hmm. in those one-on-one formats, you need to play those the certain type of cards and there's only so many of them that are any good, right? So the bigger the optimal game size to a maximum of... About six. Uh, five or six. I don't remember what the formula says. Six. I, six. To a maximum of six. No, to a maximum of five. Five? That's what the formula says, yeah. Okay, and again, we're going to talk about this in a later episode, but... Yeah, either way, yeah. Yeah, to a maximum of five. Um, and then the uniqueness rating. The uniqueness rating is my favorite part of the deck because it, again, we go back to edhrec.com and excluding lands, land cards, you see how many of the same cards you play as the list on edhrec. The auto-generated deck list. Well, here's the thing. The list, the, the top 160 cards. Yeah, the page see. on edhrec.com will load you anywhere between 160 to, I think, 185 different cards, not including the land section. Right. Right? So theoretically, you could have a uniqueness rating of zero because, like, you run 64 cards in you Zata. Just, you run all the best cards. You run all the best ones, and there's 185 on the page to look at. Yeah. Right? Essentially, what you do is is you count up the number of cards that match. Let's say that number's 50. 50 of my cards in my deck look the same as the ones on edhrec.com. Right. Right? So if you take your total number of cards in your deck, 100, subtract the number of lands you run, because remember, we don't look at that, 35. So you're left with 65. Minus 50, you've got a uniqueness rating of 15, 15 cards. Yeah. Right? So that 15-card difference from the average deck on EDH rec goes into how spicy your deck yeah, is. That's because, how cool and unique your deck is because yeah. not a lot of people are playing that stuff. Mine, what was, what, what is yours? Mine's 11, I think. Mine's 7. Ha! Yeah, ha. right? <laughs> right? And when, when you look at other decks, when you look at decks that you can build any way that you want, like I have an Atogatog deck. Yeah. The Atogatog deck, it's on, our, it's on our tapped out page, CCO podcast tapped out page it's got it's 62 land atogatog deck it's super fun to watch him play he never wins yeah it's terrible <laughs> the the uniqueness rating on that deck is like and, and again it can only be so high because you don't include lands but the uniqueness rating on it is like 40 whatever cards the only cards that aren't the same as on edh rec are the other atogs right yeah. so it's got a uniqueness of 42 or 43 cards it's very high yeah. right compared to zada yeah, well, seven. Yeah. Again, Zada, you're going to have lower ones because you got to include, there's like, what, 15 or 20 cards that are auto-include with it, and all of them show up on EDH rec because you need to play them with Zada or you're playing a Cranko deck, and if you're playing yeah. a Cranko deck with Don't play Zada those cards. in general, you're, you're bad. Yeah. Yeah. And quit. Just quit. So as of this recording, when we take all those parameters into, a, uh, in, into this equation that we've kind of been working on, um, as of today... February 11th, 2017, there is 276 Zada decks in there, okay? So two of which are ours. Two of which are ours. Yeah. 
you look at our average converted mana cost. Mine is 2.38. Yours is 241? 2.25. 2.25. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, critical turn, four. Critical turn is four. Optimal game size for me, three. For you... Yeah. Mine was four and a half. Four and a half. So that could yeah. be four or five. Yeah, four or five. Four or five, yeah. right? And then my uniqueness rating being seven, your uniqueness rating being... Eleven. Eleven. So our total overall spiciness rating, mine, 20.8. Mine is 25.8. 25.8. Both, when we plug other decks into this same equation, both decks are low. Yes. Brando's being higher um, because he's got a higher critical turn, which theoretically could... Um, I guess it allows me time to bring out my yeah. less economical. You're going to have a things. more diverse game experience across the same number of games. Yes, which I do. I will have yeah, games play a hundred games. You might win a couple of different ways. Where my deck wins the same way every time. Yeah, yeah. Usually on the same turn. Yeah, not with the same cards, but they might as well be the same cards. And a unique or spicy game experience because your deck thrives, flourishes in games that are bigger. Which yeah. just more stuff happens. Yeah, more you have more the opportunity to win in different ways and have a, a unique experience is greater in a bigger game. Yeah. Will will your experience beyond just winning faster change when somebody plays a rights of flourishing or a uh I don't know s- not sneak and show show and tell show and tell like will your overall gaming experience change? Yes. Uh, will it change a lot playing Ryan's deck? It'll probably stay roughly the same. With mine, you might get a little bit more spice in there because there's a few more expensiver things and a couple more things that rely on other things. Yeah. Um, fewer things that work well on their own, whereas Ryan's, again, like you need Zaddy, you need dudes, you play your spells. With mine, you need to set up a little bit of, you need to set up a couple of pieces to really get those big, fancy turns, yeah. which are lovely, but they... Come and go. They're fickle. That's yeah, the that's word. The fickle. Word for it. Yeah. So, okay. Um, I guess if you're wanting to build Zada, what would one reasonably expect to pay? Yeah. Right. Because I mean, at the end of the day, magic is a business for somebody, not us. But uh, there's somebody out there making money off of you wanting to play these decks. Um, while Ryan's looking for his, uh, if you want to build my deck as it's built today on EDH rec or tapped out.net. Um, and you want to get all the same foils, all the same land, all the same everything. My deck is $145. I don't think it counts the prices of the foils. It doesn't count the foils? I, I think it's just the card. Okay. So you may or may not get as sweet a looking deck as mine. But to, <laughs> if you want to just play the same cards that I'm playing, it's it's about $145 US dollars um, to get them into your hand. Yeah. And my deck, you're looking at. 193 bucks. It it was tweaked recently. I mean, I took a couple things out, changed a couple things. It used to be about 210. Um, I mean, if you want to spend between 150 and 200 bucks, the biggest differences between mine and Brando's deck is is again he's running those couple enchantments, something like Mana Echoes, 10 bucks. Yeah, surprisingly expensive for a card that's. I had uh, three extra fetch lands, three of the red fetch lands kicking around. Uh, Scalding Tarn, Wooded Foothills, and Bloodstained Listen Mire. Man. I mean, those are expensive cards. You're looking at, you know, 15, 20 bucks each or whatever they are. Yeah. Right? 
I guess I have it up right now. I can look. Yeah. The land bases S- will always kill you. Get your land bases while they're cheap. Yeah. That's a- and I mean, when we say you're looking at 150 to 200 bucks for the deck, that's kind of not 100% true because most of the pump spells in here are from recent magic sets. Yes, yeah, so you could go. If you want to go and hunt and pick through boxes you or even hunt, ask people pick in through your boxes, local Get them for gives. Yeah, people uh, give draft you, them. Yeah, people will give you a build to smash. If they have one and you say, hey, can I please have that build yeah, to smash? They'll give it to lots you. Lots of this stuff too, you might already have. Like if you've cracked boxes over the last little while, if you've drafted, I mean, you're just going to get these cards. You're just going to have lots of them. Some of the some of the really really bad cantrip spells you might have to go hunting for. Crimson Wisps is hard to find. Yeah, they're from Lorwyn or Invasion or like yeah. um, Tempest, Exodus, like just random old sets that if you haven't been playing for as long as we have, you might not just have those laying in a box somewhere, right? So, yeah. again, if if you want to build it a little bit more budget, go away from those fetch lands. You don't need them. Uh, if you yeah. want to build it a little bit, they just thin your deck out. Yeah, That's if, all you, if you want to spend a little bit more money than that, or if you have the resources, you could instead of something like Goblin Matron, you could play Imperial Recruiter. Now that blows the budget out of the water because that's like a three hundred whatever dollar. Yeah, it, double, it, it immediately card, right? doubles the budget of the. It of the immediately deck. doubles the price of the entire deck on one. And card. it does the exact same thing. The exact, at least in my deck, because every creature in the every deck is a goblin. Every creature in your deck is a goblin. I so, run some non-goblin creatures, yeah. specifically dual caster mage. And dual yeah, caster mage scumbag. is Terrible. the cornerstone to the a infinite right combo. In <laughs> you can copy them with a, a twin flame or what, what was the other Heat one? Shimmer. Heat shimmer. And essentially you can stack the triggers from... Either of those cards. Dual caster mages, double target or copy target instant or, or sorcery spell back onto dual caster mage and make infinite dual caster mages with haste. Yeah. And you win that way. So yeah. that is an alternate kind of win combo that mine does yeah. offer, but not really adding to the spiciness of the deck because, again, if you do it, you just win. Yeah. It's right. neat. It is kind of cool. Like when I when he showed it to me, it was like, oh, it's, it's kind of yeah, cool. But... But you're a wad because you're adding an infinite combo. Heat Shimmer and uh, what, what? See, we keep forgetting the name yeah, of one of the cards. Suck. We're terrible at remembering the names of things. We should get better at this. I want to say Battle Him, but I know that's wrong. That gives you Twin memory. Flame. Twin Jeez. Flame. Heat Shimmer and Twin Flame. Those cards just go in the deck because they double your team. Yes, they make your team another team. I played Dual Caster Mage before I even realized that, that was an infinite combo together because I wanted to double whatever cantrip spell and draw twice as many cards or double pump something. And he's a dude as opposed to a reiterate or a fork where you get a little bit more value Exactly. I could easily play reiterate or fork. Reiterate's actually a couple bucks now too. It's like eight bucks or six bucks. Yeah. You couldn't see that. I was did this crazy thing where I find out yeah, cards that are fork or twin flame. Yeah, they're garbage and they cost a bunch of money. I mean, you can, you can play those cards too, but yeah. But don't, because... Dual Caster Mage is a dude, so he pumps and draws your cards when you target Zata. So that's why yeah. he's important. Yeah. But uh, you could go all in to find him with Imperial Recruiter. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. If you want, if you want, if you really, really, really want that infinite combo, run Imperial Recruiter and probably Gamble. Why not? You're doing that? Run Gamble. I don't run Gamble. Ryan doesn't run Gamble. Yeah, no. We, there's mean, not a lot of tutor in here. You, just Goblin Mission kind of... Did the number of tutors impact our spiciness? We didn't talk about that. I feel like it did. Oh yeah. Because we do put that into yeah. our into our equation. Because tutors right. just double the 
whatever card you have, if you put in a tutor to find that card, it's basically another copy of that same card. Again, it lowers the uniqueness of each game experience, which is not necessarily what you want. If you're somebody who goes out to win every game Unless all the you're playing five-color Zeta. Which is not spicy. Well, I guess I'm it would be. Around the it it would be spicy it. because when you when you look at the the commander for that deck, none of the cards are going to be the same. Or if you're if you count Zata as the commander, even though she's not, it, it's like it's spicy. Come on, it's cool. <laughs> it's it, it's not cool. It's bad. You can play General Tazri and find Zata with General Tazri because they're both allies. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's, it's like it's like splashing the four other colors to just. Remove all deck building restriction from yourself. Yes. And that's Instead of being creative, you just uh, suck. Dang. Yeah. Then you, then you're kind right. of the worst. F you, Joel. I'm going to leave it at that. There you go. Play Zada. She's yeah. fun. Zada's awesome. If you like mono red, if you like playing burn style or combo yeah. style or aggro style decks in Commander, this is this could yeah. be your this could be your deck. It's also budget, and it's not, while there aren't a lot of super different builds, we have two sitting in the room right now. Both of them are unique from one another. And do offer different play experiences up to the same end, but yeah. they all kind of end the same. And there's no other general that really does what Zada does, which is why we're talking about it today. Yeah. It's because Zada does what Zada does, and nobody else really does that. There are other goblin generals. You play them in this deck, and, uh, <laughs> but none of them do what Zada does, which is lots of fun. Um, so if you want to do that and you want to check it out, um, first you should... Uh, Subscribe to this podcast for more tips on how to run Zada if we come up with better stuff. Oh, and yeah. Storm Zada. Storm Zada. We'll talk about that later probably too. Yeah. Um, or any other the unique stuff unique stuff we're up to. You can follow us on Tapped Out. You can follow us wherever else we end up across social media, which I'm sure we'll set up eventually because... We're getting there. Yeah, I suck at the internet and Ryan works all the time. So we're working on it, but uh, it's taking some time. We'll set up an email address that you can get a hold of us. We got one. Uh, yeah. Is it Commander Cookout at Gmail? Commander Cookout at gmail.com. Yeah. Because so CCO Podcast was already taken. Who else is called CCO Podcast? We're going to war with them next. On the next episode, we're going to have something terrible to say about those people. We're going to find out who they are, and we're going to shit all over them on this show. Most likely. We Yeah, no, we're going to do it. Okay. Yeah, excellent. So until that next show, I'm Brando. I'm Ryan. And we'll see you next time. 